Today's episode is brought to you by the Spicy Life Relationship Consulting Firm. And I am Spicy Madi, relationship expert, magnetic matchmaker. And you guys know that I want to help you find love and date successfully. It is my mission to restore the family unit. And I do this by helping you attract your purpose mate. So right now I'm offering you your purpose mate awaits, which is a spicy e-course, six week online curriculum based on the spicy fundamentals, self-passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. The psychology and emotions that influence human behavior are the key concepts we review in this course. And I'm going to help you conquer your fears, eliminate insecurities, and shift limiting beliefs around love and relationships. And we're going to have virtual classroom sessions led by yours truly, me, Spicy Mari, where you get to ask me all kinds of questions that you have about relationships and dating. So if you're ready to unlock the power of your passion to attract your purpose mate, this is the course for you. Go to thespicylife.com backslash e-course and register right now. That's thespicylife.com backslash e-course and register for your purpose mate awaits. You get $500 off right now. Okay. The program is usually 2k, but I'm offering it to my listeners for 1500. So go get the offer. Get spicy 500 is the offer code. Once again, get spicy 500 is the offer code and go to the spicylife.com backslash e-course to register. We're back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your relationship expert and magnetic matchmaker, Spicy Mari. And on today's episode, we're doing Can Women Run the World? And I have a special guest in the G-spot. That is the guest spotlight. All right, we have the amazing, the beautiful Lee Davenport. Ah, the crowd goes wild. She is a writer and director with a focus on creating content that explores the intersection of the woke and whimsical. Davenport is the creator of the forthcoming series, Run the World on Stars, which is loosely based on her life as an ambitious 20-something living in Harlem, New York. Now, I got to put this in there. Run the World premieres across all stars platforms on May 16th at 8.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, and I will be having a watch party for it, y'all. <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay, additionally, Davenport wrote the screenplay for the upcoming Netflix film, The Perfect Find, starring Gabrielle Union, and the screenplay for Lifetime's Wendy Williams biopic. Davenport is the former editorial director of HelloBeautiful.com, where she led the site to record breaking traffic as the leading site for Black women. Over the last decade, Davenport has worked in entertainment media in various capacities, including writing for Black Girls Rock, awards and unscripted production at BET, TV1, and VH1. Davenport is a native of Chicago, Illinois, and proud graduate of Spelman College, and my line sister, Sweet Mew Pie. Woo! The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. So happy for you to join us today. I know your schedule is crazy this week because your show is premiering, so I feel so blessed that you made time for the little people now that you are famous. Famous. Um. <laughs> no one is famous and no one is little out here. Spicy. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Until you stop picking up my phone calls. I'm gonna be like, wait, <laughs> remember? I remember when. <laughs> No, I'm so proud of you. And I had to have you on this episode because this is a, a great time right now. All, the world is all about female empowerment. This is our time to shine. And you are doing just that. So before we get started in the show, I always start off with my spice breaker where you have to tell the world when you first fell in love with yourself. What was that defining moment when you fell in love with yourself? When were you like, I am that chick? Oh, I know. Um, so I would say I was in, I 
probably like in my late 20s, I started going to therapy and um, I, my therapist was like, you should go on a trip alone. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do that. I love to travel and I've, I've traveled a lot. And so I went on a trip and I went to the Dominican Republic and I went for a week and I went by myself mm. and I had an amazing, incredible time. And I think I went on another trip that summer by myself to Miami. And like that summer, when I realized I could move around in the world and go places without others and still enjoy myself, make friends with strangers, have a great time, feel totally fulfilled and not like I was missing something mm. and not like I was on my own. Like, I wish you were here. Like I didn't wish anyone was there. I was just, you right, were like, good. good I think that's when I was like, oh, I like me. You know, I'm really into, <laughs> I'm into the me that has grown and matured enough that I can go into spaces that I can get on an airplane and be in, in a country I don't know and still have a fabulous experience. I love that. Do you recommend that for women who are in that process of finding themselves and the self-discovery phase that we all go through as women? Absolutely. I think it was so important for me because I think part of the discovery phase, and you know, you talk a lot about romantic relationships, but you know, our friendships are just as much work as our romantic relationships. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get into your late twenties, there's a lot of transition happening. And I think it gets very like clear that some of your relationships aren't going to last forever, or maybe you're, you're expiring on them or maybe, you know, you're not mm -hmm. sure what, you know, where you're going to be. And so just to be able to take alone time in that way and just go experience for yourself, like see what you love to do when no one else is around. Yeah. Who you would have a chat with, you know, if your girls aren't there telling you, let's go snorkeling, you know, <laughs> you know, in your time and space, I think it's really amazing to be able, obviously be safe, but to just be confident, you know, out and about, you know, just sorry. No, it's okay. We know you are high profile, big time <laughs> premieres this weekend, once again on stars run the world. So, you know, she's got sorry, I should have directors, that. producers, actors, managers, agents calling her right now, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I just think it's like, a, it's a really good a barometer, you know, like go away by yourself and see how you move. <laughs> but, yeah, no, absolutely. And what's interesting is that studies show, and you guys know how I love providing you with studies, um, that this is the um, highest period in history of women, female travelers that are alone, like that are single, willing to travel by themselves without their companion or without their girlfriends or without their friend. Like this is the first time that people have been so empowered or feel so confident to travel by themselves. And I think it has to do with us having more of this open mindset or this like eat, pray, love mentality where we're just like, let me feed my soul before I feed other people's soul. Yeah, I think too, right? It's the ongoing, you know, I love the conversation about self-care that's happening. I was... um chatting with a friend who just kind of like randomly hit me up and I was like oh you know what's up and she's like I'm in Hawaii for my birthday I was like oh great have fun she's like I'm by myself and I was like have even more fun and right like, oh. <laughs> you know and I was like girl she's like that was my birthday present from my husband I was like he truly loves you mm. like he loves you enough to know that you needed to leave those kids and go to Hawaii alone yep <laughs> like, you can actually enjoy it <laughs> I mean for sure 
you know, in that younger 20 years, but definitely after you become a mom, like just finding any alone time, it becomes like the most magical thing. Are you warning me right now? Because I feel <laughs> I literally used to go to the grocery store when Cadence was like really young and just like walk down every aisle in the grocery store and just like, cause I was alone for a, a while. And I just spend like all, I just, I just needed to breathe. (laughs) It was like like the grocery store and the nail salon. Like that is how I got your (laughs) go-tos. Well, you're going to give us all of the intel on how you do it. Like, you know, you, I mean, you literally are goals for um, not just me, because I love you to death, but a lot of women as well who are on their climb or pursuing their dreams. And so I want to get in to, you know, your show because it's called Run the World. Please tell us like why we titled it this um, and what the premise of this show is and what inspired its creation. Sure. So the show um, is something I've been working on for many years, Uh, you know, same kind of mid-20s time period, looking around the television landscape and not feeling like I saw reflections of Black women that were inspiring and that were aspirational um, and that celebrated us and celebrated how you know dynamic and, and smart and fabulous and ambitious we are um, without kind of this undercurrent of doom. Mm. You, know, you know, back then, this is like 2009, 2010, there was a lot of media about single black women, mm-hmm. you're never gonna get a man and all the black men are in jail and think like a man and change everything about yourself. And, <laughs> like. I was like, what is happening? You know, like, why is there so much? There was, and I like recently re- went back and to make sure I didn't make this up. But there was an NBC and ABC like news special mm. basically on like the single black women. Like, yeah. What, what are they going to do? And I was like, I felt like, you know, the society was telling me that there was something wrong with us. Mm. And all I saw in my girlfriends and in all of the women I looked up to in New York was just like fabulous, amazing women you know, who were reaching for the sky and sure, you know, you have relationship woes and men come in and out of your life and people get divorced and like, that's part of life. But the idea that we were all doomed because we were great was like something I wanted to counter. Wow. So that's really how the very first kind of incept, like uh, iteration of the show began. Um, over time, of course, as I got older and, you know, continued to write it, the show evolved. Um, when I sold the show to stars, the name of the show was ambitious, mm. um, which I loved. Yeah. Love. Um, at the time there was another show in the marketplace called ambitions. Oh, got it. So, you know, we were asked to, to rethink the name. Um, and when we landed on run the world, you know, I think we just loved it. It captured ambitious and what that meant to me and why I thought it was important to have an image of black women along that word. Um, but it's also fun and it's a rallying cry and it's a mantra and it's a call to action and it gives people Beyonce vibes. Yeah, so that's I, the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh yeah, who runs the world? Girl. Yeah, like, <laughs> the world. You. Um, so when we landed around the world, we just loved it. It, it was a it was a happy change, you know, as much as I loved am- ambitious, I, I'm so glad that we landed on around the world. And I think it's just a really cool um, juxtaposition to see, you know, these posters of black women, you know, beside those words. Absolutely. And while we're watching this show, since it's, you know, loosely based off of your life, what character should we be looking out for? Like, which one is you? Which one did you put yourself more into? 
It's so funny. Everyone asks me that. So it's, again, like I said, you know, I've been working on the show for a long time. When I first started writing the show, Ella was my kind of uh, alias that I used to write a blog like many years ago. Um, and that's where I would kind of pour my heart out under the, the name Ella McFair. Um, and so she, her story has a lot of my bio, like she mm. worked at an entertainment website and she's kind of not sure what she wants. And she's very like hopeless romantic-y and all of that. Um, but, you know, as time evolves, I think I've kind of morphed a little bit more into a Sandy. Um, you know, she's uh, with a man that she loves and, and kind of raising his daughter. And, you know, as I got older and, and fell in love, you know, I have a stepdaughter and, and you know, kind of looked up and I was like, oh, I'm like a whole real grown up and a mom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very much kind of Sandy's story in the season. She just like looks up and she's like, I think I'm a grown up and I don't know that I want it to be that yet. Uh-huh. Um, so I always say, so I'm saying like, I'm an Ella turned into a Sandy. Okay. So now we know to like who to watch for you guys. Okay. You hear that? Now, why do we need to tune in? Tell us why now, why does the world require the show? And why do we have to watch? What's going to happen to our lives if we miss out on this amazing show? I think you're going to miss out on a lot of fun. Okay. And, you know, it's crazy. The show, right, was should have was supposed to air in 2020 and COVID happened um, and 2020 was nuts. But I think, you know, timing is always divine. It's like more than ever, we need to have something where we can call our girlfriend yep. together in the living room and laugh and enjoy and celebrate and, and gas girl at the fashions, right? Like we want this and need um, this moment of just joy and relief and a reprieve from the madness, you know, <laughs> I think I'm really excited that this is one of the first shows kind of coming on post COVID. That's a reflection of us. Um, because I think it's a very authentic kind of cool new way to see, um, young, successful black people and to see Harlem. Uh, and I just think people are going to have a good time with it. The girls are so talented and they're so funny. And I just, you know, I really want people to have something for the next, you know, eight weeks on Sunday nights to come and be excited about. Yes. Cause we need content right now. <laughs> Anyways, like you don't understand how much I love television. Like I have to decompress at night before I go to bed and watch my shows. Like that's my relief from running the world essentially is like watching TV. So I'm so happy to have a new show to watch. I'm like counting the days. Okay. So I know you guys need to have a, a watch party. have a watch party with me um, and we can talk about it. But I want to know exactly what is world domination, right? So like in the description, it talks about these women taking over the world. And I want to know what you believe in your mind world domination is. And what do you believe is holding um, some of us Black women back from maximizing our true power? Yeah, world domination is funny. It's like a thing that my girlfriends and I used to say, uh, usually when we were out in Harlem, like having drinks or having dinner, and we would be like chatting and the conversation would go all these different places. And at some point somebody would be like, okay, anyway, back to world domination. <laughs> I was thought we would like cue the, bring the conversation back around to what we were probably initially talking about, which was our careers yep. or like how to navigate some difficult Karen at work or like, you know, what the next move was and what was our strategy for how we were gonna expand this and how do yep. you, you know, like, that we were always talking that way. And so it was this idea that, you know, we're on this quest for whatever our individual world domination was, was really fun. And, um, you know, something that black women, I think 
can really rally around. You know, I think that sometimes society makes us feel like our dreams are too big Mm. and that we're, we want more than we should have. And you should not, you know, think that you can have this, this, and that, you know, just be here. Yeah. Uh, And world domination, right? Like stands in the face of that. It's like, you know, why are only, you know, straight white men allowed to like dream of world domination? You know, I don't mean that like we're actually going to like pillage the world and dominate people, but you know, whatever, <laughs> but whatever that highest ideal is, whatever that like, if this, if I could achieve my biggest dreams in the world, what does that look like? And mm-hmm. what's wrong with saying that, articulating it, reaching for it, strategizing with it, asking your sisters to help you get there? Right. No reason that you can't have a North Star that is act, that you're actively pursuing, you know? Oh my gosh. I love that. And like, even in the previews, right. Cause I watched the previews over and over, like getting pumped for, you know, the show to come on and you hear, you know, you the conversation between you guys supporting, or I'm saying you guys like you're in it, um, but you are essentially in it, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see the conversation between the young ladies and, you know, they're pumping each other up and, you know, they're um, you know, they're, I see the banter, I see the love amongst them. I see the friendship. So that lets me know, okay, I can anticipate on this show that there's going to be some lessons learned. There's going to be um, friendships and love essentially, right? Cause like every show kind of has to have like the home girls and then like their booze along the way. <laughs> um, can you share some of the stories that we're going to relate to and potentially reflect on and learn from what are some of the lessons that we're going to take away from the show? Uh, sure. I mean, I think the core of the show is the girls' friendships with each other. Um, it is about them having these beautiful, supportive, enviable relationships. You know, it's your real girls. It's your bottom crew. You know, mm. it's girls that are gonna, you know, hold you, but also pick you up and also push you forward. Mm. You know? um, and what it takes to have those relationships and and the honesty and um, the willingness to hear each other and fight for each other and fight with each other. Wow. Have those relationships. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, they all have relationships with men. Um, beautiful men. I will say. Mm, yummy. <laughs> um, good casting. Good casting. <laughs> they're all also, they're all so great. They lovely cast. Um, and so much fun to work with. Uh, but the men in their lives, right. Uh, one is engaged. One is, married on the verge of divorce one is kind of in a serious relationship playing house and one is reconnecting with a kind of super ex-boyfriend if you will Mm. but seeing them all just kind of figure out right like is this what I want right now and then we're all starting out there about 31 32 in the show I think that's like a really interesting moment in your life where you're on the other side of 30 and you're like, okay, I think I'm headed towards being a real adult. Like I'm, I'm going to yeah. be a grown up soon. And if I'm going to be a real grown up, are the things that are in my life right now, people, friends, my man, my job, the things I want, because if not, I should probably get around to changing them Yep. where I look up and I'm 40, you know, right. And, and I'm a real grown up in a life that I don't want to be in. Correct. And so that's really the journey of this first season. Everyone is like, is this, the me that I want to be, you know, going into real adulthood. Um, mate, for some of them, it is for some of them, it isn't. Um, and having those revelations, sharing them with their friends, and then figuring out what to do next with with those decisions. No, this is incredible, because what you're speaking to is actually something I deal with all the time with my clients, 
is that 30 turning point for them where they're like, oh crap, I need to make some decisions or get off the pot with these relationships, right? When it comes to the platonic relationships, when it comes to the romantic, when it comes to the, even the, the family relationships, it's like, where am I going? You know, who, who am I? What do I want? What do I have to offer? And like, is that what's here in front of me? And oftentimes what I'll get is that client who's, you know, right there at the beginning of 30. And it's like, I don't want to look up and be alone for the rest of my life or be in a career that I don't love. And then I'll also get the person after that who did look up and say, oh my God, I made all these wrong choices. <laughs> um, how do I fix it now? Right? So I, I see this all the time with us. And I think that we don't, I don't want to put pressure on people, but it is a important decision. Like when you hit that 30 point, I think you really do have to do some self-reflection in the choices that you made in preparing for your future moving forward. I could, I hundred percent agree with that. And I think that the social circle that you keep, the people that you have in your corner, those relationships are so important, be it your friends or even the, the male relationships that you decide to get in, you know, as a woman, um, especially your friendships though, because I feel like that's where you get the most of your <laughs> advice. That's who you turn to the most and they can, you know, uplift or potentially like destroy some of those dreams, some of those ideas. Um, but a lot of us, I think, um, value, you know, our female friends, but just like any relationship, you have to nurture those too. And I oftentimes will tell my clients, just because you get into a relationship with a man, do not forget about your girlfriends because <laughs> they will be there after him. And <laughs> meanwhile, you weren't nurturing those relationships while you were focused on him. Right. So I love what, I love everything that you're sharing. Um, now I'm a firm believer that the romantic partner that you choose um, can build your empire or destroy it, right? Because you know the spicy life, I am all about relationships. I want to know not just, um, you, you know, because you described what type of men are on, you know, run the world, but I want you to get a little personal and share with us what type of men have influenced or impacted your decision-making when it came to maybe your career or your level of happiness, your esteem. How did your personal relationships affect where you're at now? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I dated a lot in my twenties and I will say, you know, for all of the guys that didn't work out, I always dated guys who really believed in my abilities. Mm. I always dated guys who thought that I was smart and, and like encouraged me. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to all of them, you know, the ones, <laughs> all of them, because I never felt like I was in a relationship where I was diminished. Mm. You know, I kind of felt like the men in my life kind of breathed into me like this, this thing that's in you is real. Um, and I think I attribute a lot of that to having such amazing male friends, um, you know, and having, you know, my Morehouse brothers um, who, you know, have just always believed that like, whatever I said, I could want it to do that I would do, you know, and like, and, and lifted me up and held me accountable. Um, you know, when I met my partner, um, I really do think my life changed um, in such, in so many incredible ways, but uh, he really opened me up to understanding like my spiritual power. Mm. Uh, I think that in New York, you can get very caught up in the grind and like the doing of things that you can lose kind of like a, a higher minded sense of like who you are, like what is your being? Yeah. 
Um, and when I met, you know, my soulmate, it was a lot of him kind of reflecting to me, like, is the person that you're showing me right now, like the person that's your true essence, you know? And if not, like, let's shed some of those things <laughs> that aren't beneficial. Um, and I feel like in our relationship, you know, he was like, look, I think you're the most talented, beautiful, capable person I've ever met. But like, you've got a lot of negative self-talk going Ooh. on. You've got, you know, you're fixated on like, what is going to go wrong instead of what is going to go right? You know, like there was just, and it was like, I was kind of hard. Like I had spent, you know, this like 10 hard years in New York kind of climbing and clawing, <laughs> you know, and dating failures and romantic failures. And so there was a wall and a facade of just like protection, yeah. right? It's like you build up these mechanisms of, of protection where, you know, in order to block what you think hurt may be coming, what you're really doing is shielding your spirit energy, right? Like you're not only cutting off blessings coming towards you, but you're preventing yourself from being a giver, yeah. of life, being a giver of energy. And so nothing's flowing. You can't receive or give anything, right? Yeah. So, yep. um, our relationship really, I think, was so important, you know, in the moment I had just moved to LA and I was making this career shift and I wanted to do the show and it was a huge leap of faith, you know, and it was a huge new terrain, um, and, and doing that work and, and especially in doing that work with someone by, with me who loved me through it, right. Mm. Saw the things that were broken and saw where I needed to improve, but who loved me through all of that was incredibly powerful for me. Mm. And I, I love him very much. And I'm very, very, very blessed. We're, we're very grateful for you. Um, if he's listening to this episode, <laughs> make him listen, make him listen. So he can hear all the praises. Okay. Cause men need affirmation too. Um, but what you just described was incredible. A lot of women may even experience people who see that in them, right. Who see that light and want to, you know, help enhance it. But because of that wall, sometimes they start to begin to self-sabotage or to not believe, not to trust, right? How did you get past or how did you stop yourself from sabotaging such a beautiful person? Uh, you know, I, I think you do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, expand on that. I mean, I think that like, it was small things. Like there were small things that I started doing to figure out like who I was again, you know? And so it was like, uh, I took like a stand up comedy class. Mm, I love that. Which was like something that New York me would have never done. Right. And like, I'm not a comedian. I don't want to, you know, like, right. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, it was like, let's go on some discovery. Beautiful. Right? Like, yes. Let's think about like, okay, what gifts do you have from God? And like, what if you were open to using them differently than what you think yep. they should be used for, you know? And, and like, and I loved it. I had so much fun. It was great. I'm not on the course to become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> it helped me with my writing. It helped me be open and be more you know, just like willing to meet people and speak my truth and, you know, and, and do a new thing. Right. And like, I think that like some of the times, like, it feels like a really, like there's like 
these huge steps that you think you have to have mm-hmm. a miraculous like what I turn about but it was it was like I'm gonna take this class that I would have never taken I'm gonna bike ride you know yeah I'm going to go sit at the bar and talk to strangers by myself and 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 listen to them more than I talk mm. and hear people and I'm gonna go into every situation and think I hope whoever I've encountered feels better when I leave them and if that's my intention in that in that interaction what about me is different right like Mm. if my intention is to to leave everyone with a bigger smile or feeling encouraged like what would what does that mean that I do differently than what I've normally done yeah and like those were the things like I really just like little small things like how did I interact with my waitress did I smile at her did I ask her how her day was yeah for her a joke did you know? Did I make her feel welcome at? Were the you table? pleasant and kind like, and loving? Did you give love to receive it? <laughs> a good human to this person. <laughs> and then, and when, you, and so when you start doing those things, then you have these little energy exchanges, right? With with the waitress, with yep. the bartender, with the person sitting next to you, with the guy, you know, on the beach who's also trying to get the bike out of the thing and the bike thing's broken, like whatever. <laughs> and then, and you feel good. Yeah. Right. You feel more alive and you feel energy you feel energy because you're giving and getting energy and so I feel like it was that kind of stuff you know it's like just and I was kind of alone on the beach with my writing and you know and like this is where I was but doing those things helped me feel like oh I'm opening new parts of me and it was funny like a year or two into being in LA some friends from New York like came into town and I met up with them and they were like I like this you, you Ooh. know, like they noticed, like they noticed, right? They're like, you are, LA Lee is different. Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I had to do some work. I had to, just, you know? <laughs> yeah. but, but that was rewarding and also funny. Right. But they're just like, you seem lighter, you know, like, you're like, yeah, I am. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. LA Lee is different <laughs> than New York Lee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different girl I do feel like the energies um are different right like you you, there's a certain culture of New York that requires you I think to be more on edge more guarded more you know hustle and bustle where people come here and and they do start to let their hair down I'm not gonna blame it on this I'm not gonna say it's the city I really think you went through your you know self-love journey um and rediscovering who you are and what you're speaking to is what I preach 24-7 to my clients, which is S-P-I-C-Y, right? So you went through self, passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. And what that looks like, if you guys are listening, because you guys should know S-P-I-C-Y by now, is Lee rediscovered who she was. Like she fell back in love with herself. She discovered passions that were really important to her that were just for her. She started being more intimate in her relationships with touch points with different people and started putting herself in a form of communication, the C, right? Communication, started communicating with different people who she wouldn't usually communicate with. And then the last part was yes, like her saying yes to the unknown, yes to love, yes to others, you know, opening her energy to discovering things that she wouldn't necessarily do. And this is a a journey that you went through. And essentially, it sounds like it made you, you know, better in your career, better for your love, you you know, a better parent, all of these things. I didn't even want kids. So I had to say yes to that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a little
little breaky break from today's episode so that I can share a super exciting announcement that I am ready to make. I know a lot of you guys are tired of being alone or maybe you even feel like you're on a merry-go-round attracting the same toxic men or women relationships period over and over and over. And maybe you're even having trouble making the first connection with someone. If meeting a passionate and powerful man or lover feels daunting for you, then chances are the spicy life can help. Okay. I'm offering the spicy e-course, your purpose mate awaits. That's the name of it. And it not only educates you on how to connect more effectively, but provides you with the tools to date and form relationships with success. The spicy life e-course is a six week online curriculum with weekly live virtual classroom sessions. And the e-course is based on my spicy fundamentals, S-P-I-C-Y, which stand for self, passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. So it's the psychology and emotions that influence human behavior. These are the key concepts reviewed in this course that we're going to go over. And in order to become more magnetic, you will learn how to conquer your fears, eliminate insecurities, and shift limiting beliefs around love and relationships. So if you're ready to unlock the power of your passion to attract to your purpose mate this is the class for you go to the spicylife.com backslash e-course and sign up now class is coming up within the next couple weeks i want to make sure you get a spot i'm running a special right now where you get 500 off of the price so you want to take advantage of it and because you're my listener the offer code is get spicy 500 okay you're going to use that offer code once again get spicy 500 at the spicylife.com backslash e-course and get 500 off of the $2,000 price. So right now, 1,500 for the six week course. Okay, you don't wanna miss this special because it is gonna go back to regular price. But for you, I'm offering this, get spicy 500. Okay, I'm looking forward to helping you unlock the power of your passion, sit in your masculine or feminine energy, find out which one works more for you and even find out if you belong with maybe an alpha or beta. We will get, we will unpack all of this and get to the bottom of what your purpose mate looks like, what they feel like, what they smell like, where they're at. But first, you got to make the first step and go to the spicylive.com backslash e-course and register right now. Okay, so you're going to touch on that part right now, right? Because I speak to a lot of female clients who believe that they have to have this like perfect life in order for men to want them or in order to start their family, right? Like everything has to be perfect. Um, did you make your perfect life before you pursued true love and your family? Can you speak a little bit to like how things work a little discombobulated and it wasn't this perfect life? No, I mean, it all kind of happened at the same time a little bit, but like, I mean, we still haven't even found time to get married. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the to-do list. Yeah. We're like, when are we going to get married? I don't know. When do we have time to get married? Well, we'll figure it out. You know, I mean, I think that like for me, I grew, you know, my parents are 41 years married on Monday and, um, you know, I thought I would get married and have kids and do this and all that. And it it just didn't happen that way. And that was also fine. You know, I met the love of my life when I was 31, I was doing, he had a six-year-old daughter at the time and I became, you know, a stepmom to his daughter who you know I never you know there, there's those things like he says like oh I'm gonna date a man, man with kids it's like yes you will uh if- <laughs> be open yes you will <laughs> um and she's an amazing blessing and it's just so incredible to be a part of her life and to have her be a part of mine um you know things started picking up with my career and we had been talking about having a baby more he had been talking about having a baby <laughs> 
uh, because I was still like, you're good if we don't have babies, right? Um, but you know, I, I, because his daughter came into my life and because he came in my life, um, he has like a ton of nieces. And so I started spending time with kids, mm. um, with, you know, a three-year-old and a four-year-old. And then I had a nephew who, you know, was three or four at the time. And all of a sudden I was around all of these babies. And I was like, I don't not like babies. These are cool. <laughs> Your you whole know? perspective started to change. Okay. Around babies, babies are fine. You know, I actually like the babies. I'm pretty patient. You know, I always, cause like in my mind, I was like, I'm this busy career woman and I don't have the patience for kids. And I just don't know how I'm going to get everything that I want to get done and have these kids. I just, I'm not going to do that. You know? And then it's like, well, I started spending all the time with my nieces and my nephews and my stepdaughter. And I was like, kids are kind of cool. I like kids. Uh, and they make you joyful and they, you know, open you up and they teach you patience. And so I was like, all right. So we started talking about it again and, you know, about having a baby. And I think I had just, um, gotten the show optioned maybe, and things started picking up. And I was like, well, if we don't have this baby, then let's have it right now. <laughs> you know, I was 34 and I was like, it's time to get, get cracking. Crack it, so, yeah. so, you know, bada bing, bada boom. I was pregnant, girl. I was, this baby was born before we, uh, before we shot the pilot for Run the World. I shot the pilot and my daughter was um, six months old. Well, I remember, so, so um, I remember coming to your house, right? When um, I think the baby had just been born. Or, I can't remember, it was te- baby was teeny, but you had, you were writing, working on the Wendy Williams biopic at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was venting to you about a show that I was trying to sell. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're like, when are you going to have kids? Like, when are you going to start like your family? And I'm like, what? No, I got to have this and this in alignment. I need to be making this much money. I need to have, you know, my TV show. I need to have this. And you were, you were like, there's no perfect time. Stop trying like, get that out of your head and just do this. Yeah. And I was like, but, but I just remember being in this place yeah. and you were like, no, you yeah. can have it also. <laughs> Make sure the kid is going to stop you from, and you were telling me this while you're like baby in hand, nursing, <laughs> writing your script, like editing. And I was like, hmm, you know, you might be right. But like, it took a second to like sink in. It wasn't until COVID and like the end of the world. And I was like, what am I doing all of this for? you like, Leah's right. Like, I'm not going to have a legacy to leave anything behind to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm so glad that she's here already. You know, like, I'm so glad that like her birthday is, is on the 19th. So three days after the show premieres that she'll turn two. Ah. And it's, it's just been so great also too, I think when you think of, to your point about like reaching all the things that you want, yeah. um, that like the career stuff is great. And, and these moments that I'm having are obviously dreams come true and they're, um, just kind of unreal. But like when I hold my daughter, right, like that's bigger than any kind of career, mm. right? Like moment, like when I put her crazy behind to sleep you know it's like oh it's my baby you know and so for me it's been also very grounding too because you know when you dream big things get big and things Mm -hmm. get and there is stuff and like in all of that stuff to be able to turn off and turn into my daughters you know my husband I call him my husband. I told y'all we're getting married, but that's what I call him. Look, he's about uh, to be ma- y'all about to be married anyway. So <laughs> he is your husband. 
don't give me the drama guys. Um, but yeah, like to, you know, to turn off from those moments and like go to the playground, you know, some, sometimes that that's also self-care, right? It's like to, to be like, I actually, there is something else that deserves my time more than this email. I'm going to go play with my kid. We're going to, I'm going to build some blocks. We're going to build some blocks and then she's going to break the blocks and that's fine. (laughs) I can, I can post this thing to Instagram later. I can respond to this email later. I'm going to go spend time with my child. This is the only day of her life that she's this old. Mm. And so I'm not going to miss it on email. You know, I mean, I think there's just a tremendous amount of perspective. And I have found um, so much gratitude in motherhood of having that perspective. Yeah. Especially because I was, you know, 35 when I gave birth. And so for the last right from 21 to 35, my whole, my baby was my career. Yeah. That's how I feel. And so (laughs) the whole thing, right. is my career, my career, my career. And so for me, just being able to like, you know, I definitely didn't take the pedal off of my career, but I was able to like roll the window down and breathe the air. Yeah. Uh, differently, uh, I think has made me, uh, better, you know, at just, having a holistic understanding of what I really wanted my life to be um, and what I really wanted my life to be always included having a family. And I just hadn't let myself know that yet. Well, I recently just announced on social because that's where you announce now. Um, and I've done a few <laughs> magazines. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. No, you're not. Because it wasn't on Instagram. <laughs> I reposted. So I did a, I, did, I actually announced on NBC News and then posted to social. So now it's like official, right? You guys, I haven't told you guys. Um, so unless you saw my social, you wouldn't know. But I am expecting, okay? I'm giving this a secret from you guys for a very long time. Um, you can thank Lee for convincing me to go ahead and just do the dang thing. Um, <laughs> but one of my concerns is I still want world domination. Like I still want to have the biggest, best relationship consulting firm and still get my relationship show. How and what advice would you give me in juggling now that I have to think of family, right? And children, now that I am expecting, that's my concern is like, how do I not, how, uh, what to prioritize, when to prioritize? Like, how do you juggle it all? Because my husband's been understanding, but how do you get a baby to be understanding? You just do one thing at a time. Here's the diff- the main thing about motherhood and working motherhood is time management, right? You used to be able to give all of your time to work. I used to be able to write until midnight, go to sleep, wake up at five, write until I didn't finish, maybe not eat, right? But like the baby has to eat. So like, <laughs> I cannot eat if I choose not to eat, but the baby has to eat. It's really about time. Um, and it's about doing one thing at a time. Let go of multitasking. That's some BS. Okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at it anyways. <laughs> or not. Um, you do one thing at a time and you slow yourself down. I think that was the biggest thing for me too. Everything's going to take three times longer than it used to take. Mm. It just does. And that is fine. What you need to do is just be okay with that. So you don't make yourself crazy about the fact that it is taking long. So acceptance. It sounds like acceptance. Accept that it is going to take you an hour to get out of the house. 
it is what it is. It already takes that now. I'm like, so, so we're saying two hours then. <laughs> pregnant, I was late to everything. Like I could not get anywhere pregnant, like on time. It just was like impossible for me. I, I don't know if I just, it was the waddle or what, I don't know. <laughs> I just can't get anywhere. Um, yeah, it's just going to take longer. So you, you, you figure out what things need to truly be done in a day. Give yourself twice as much time as you used to give yourself to do them. I was laughing on Friday. I only had one thing to do on Friday. And I was like, great, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do a workout. I'm going to wash my hair. And then I'm going to like, you know, practice for this pitch. And then I had this thing. This child woke up and was throwing a morning and it was like 1130. And I, all I had managed to do was get her fed. I was like, okay, she's up. We've had breakfast. You know, let me go run and take a shower quickly, at least before this Zoom. You know, you just have to, but like, fine, it's fine. And I got my workout done later, you know, and I did my hair eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Uh, But yeah, it's just, you know, just the time. And then, and you will pare down, but it won't, you won't pare down on your goals. It'll just pare down down on how much you think you can do at one time. Mm. You, know, you just pare down on like, sometimes I, like my new schedule is I'm only doing this today. I'm only going to work on this one project today. My goal is to get this essay done today. That's the only thing today that I'm doing. If I can, right. Yeah. If I have like meetings or whatever. My, my work objective today is this one thing. As long as I get that done, I'm good. Beautiful. You know, you just give yourself the room to say, I've got to slow down. And it's some grace too. It sounds like you're saying when we don't get all the, cause I love me a good to-do list. Yeah. I feel so accomplished when I check it off. And like, oh, it sounds like I got to just be comfortable yeah. with like one yeah. check, to, you know, not 10 checks. Make shorter list. <laughs> Right? If you make shorter lists, then you get three checks. You know, it's like, <laughs> like 12 things. Now the list is survive the day, <laughs> right? Like get this, get these work things done, get this baby together, you know, go for a walk, you know, just I go, love it. go outside, breathe the fresh air, hug the baby. I hope you guys are listening that are having a hard time juggling too, because I'm going to be <laughs> there with you trying to figure this, this time management out. Um, cause it's already hard for me now, but how, talk to me a little bit about how you are staying humble, right? Your phone is blowing up. You have, um, premieres, you're walking red carpets. I see you on the cover of all these magazines. You know, I remember, I think being at, um, <laughs> our, one of our AKA fundraisers, I can't remember. It was in Los Angeles, but it was one of our fundraisers and uh, you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm going into writing. Like I remember it was a career shift that you were or taking more seriously here in Los Angeles. And it was like the beginning. I remember just the beginning yeah. of yeah. this pursuit, this crazy, yeah. I want to take over Hollywood pursuit, right? Yeah. How are you now managing and handling the fact that you now have accomplished this goal? Because sometimes it's a little bit scary to actually get the goal that we've been dreaming about for so long. It is very scary. It's funny. I was talking to Chase about that. Like it is right. Like, it's kind of like, this is the thing that I've wanted for so long. And I was telling him, actually, I said, I have had the same, like these very high level goals for so long. And every new year's I write down goals on the same Bridget gifted me when we crossed 
a little notepad that says new year dream big and I have this I've had this after all these years you still (laughs) damn yeah for almost you know 20 years um don't age us don't age us she she really means five years ago (laughs) (laughs) I, I but I use a piece of paper from that pad every year and I write 10 I only always write 10 goals um and like the first four have been like these things that have happened, right? Like in the last two years with my career for wow. like, um, wow. and like now they're all crossed out. Yeah. Uh, and it's wild. Cause I was like, okay, what does that mean? Right. What's next? <laughs> you know, what's then, right? <laughs> um, and I was telling Chase, I was like, you know, what's really cool is just trying to be in this present and experience this so that I can know what the new goals are right? Because like, I don't know yet what the next level mm-hmm. is um, because I'm just reaching this one. Yeah. Um, but I think that sometimes um, we're always rushing for the next thing. And what I'm consciously definitely trying to do this year is allowing myself to be present enough to experience and enjoy this enough yeah. to, to feel what I'm called to next to see what my spirit moves me to do mm. next. You know, what's beyond just the work, but how do I help people? How do I help change the world? How do I help young girls? Like, you know, what is the mission and what is the purpose beyond just the goal of getting the show or, or you know, being yeah. in this business, right? Like what's, your, what's bigger than that when the thing you've wanted this one thing for so long Um, And I think that's just stillness, you know, like I think part of how I landed on moving to LA to pursue this in the first place was taking a really quiet, still year to kind of pray and meditate and and figure out if I needed to make that move. And I think this won't be a quiet year, but I think (laughs) that, you know, I'm really working on enjoying and being still in these big moments um, to, to feel them. Because I think that we don't sometimes stop and smell the roses. Enough. Yeah. Relish I, in the moment, please. I you deserve it, Lee. Like not stopping and smelling the roses. And so again, it's like slowing yourself down, you know, slowing yourself down is not stopping, right? Like slowing yourself down is not, not wanting those things. It's just like, take a breath, right? Like, like be here where you are and allow yourself to have whatever that is you know, that moment. So for me, this is so exciting. Um, there's so many people that have been a part of this journey that I'm so overjoyed to celebrate with and yeah. feel all of that love and feel all of this energy. Um, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what comes next. I, I, you know. A lot of times I know when I accomplish something or I say I wanted to do something and my partner like hears that and then sees me do it. I feel so much pride in not just like being able to say like, yeah, I did that, but also seeing the pride that my partner has for me. Can you talk to a little bit, you know, just share a little bit about him being a part of this journey for so long and now seeing it, what's been his reaction to like, dang, my wife, or she really made it like, you know, (laughs) all those talks worked. (laughs) proud and and so excited you know it's funny because I think because we're in this specific week like he's trying to be cool because mm. I'm kind of freaking yeah I'm freaking out um but it's just 
he's so proud of me um, and he's so excited for me. And he's like, I want to see every picture and every article. Oh. And like, I never read the press or like listen to the, I can't, you know, do that. But he watches everything and listens to everything and, you know, reads everything. And he just is so um, incredibly excited to celebrate me and to make sure that I celebrate me. Mm -hmm. And I love him for that because he is like not letting me in any way skirt the joy. Yeah. He's like, you're going to get all of this. Like, Um, so it's just been fun. I mean, we're really excited about this week. We have premieres in LA and New York this week, and I'm going to go to New York um, and have brunch with friends on Saturday. I'm very excited for that. Um, for me, what's been most exciting is, yeah, like sharing it with him and my mom and my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, this has been such a long journey that so many people have cheered me on. Um, and, and that's rewarding. You know, you don't get to any um, any place alone, you know, and you certainly don't accomplish something like this alone. There's right. people, um, that are involved. And so just being able to reflect back to them, like, thank you for your love. Thank you mm -hmm. for your support. Thank you for believing in me. Like I was able to make this happen and, and to celebrate and enjoy it with them is, um, tremendous and, and tremendously exciting. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine seeing these billboards, these buses and you're like, oh my God, I think you posted something the other day. And I even was like, I'm feeling the, oh my God um, <laughs> for you. I'm like feeling the, oh my God. Um, Cause I'm sure seeing your show now, you know, all of these things. I mean, I, I feel like when you have a billboard, you know, you made it. <laughs> yeah. It's on stars, but you have a billboard Lee. <laughs> That's the thing I was saying. That's funny about this. Cause like, you know, until you do something like this, there's no way you can know what this is going to feel like, yeah. right? Having a baby, like, until you have a baby, you don't know what having a yeah. baby You can guess, you can imagine, but it's not the same. Until you're like, oh my God, I wrote that television show and that is the side of a building with my show on it. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to feel. So, I mean, I haven't even been able to see them in person yet. I cannot wait um, to do that this week. But yeah, I mean, that's why I'm like, I just want to, try to live in this, you know, I just want to try to accept this, to accept that I earned it. Yeah. I think that there's a thing that women we do where like, we have a hard time saying, I deserve this. Yep. I earned this. I worked for this. It is my time to take this light. It is my time to celebrate and scream and cheer and post incessantly if I want to. Yep. Like, this is my right, like hard earned success. Yeah. Blood, sweat and tears. Right. And like, and not to be afraid of like, oh, am I going to make someone feel, you know, away or, you know, or maybe people are going to think that I'm feeling myself. Well, then fine. Think that I feel yourself. I'm feeling yourself for you. Okay. <laughs> and that's like, you know, a thing that you, at least for me that I've always struggled with is this like being willing to like stand in the light. And so for me, it is, you know, very much in this moment, like, this is my light that see that light over there, <laughs> of course, I'm shining. It, you know, it's shining bright. So <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to tell us then too. Okay, for us who are still in the midst of the dream pursuit, right? Maybe a, a lot of us um, still have these to do things that we're like, I still got to get these off of my checklist. Give us some advice that you would give your former self 
when it comes to, or your younger self, should we say, when it comes to, if you could have had a conversation with yourself then about where you're at now, what, what are some of the things you would have warned yourself about? What's some advice you would give yourself that could have potentially <laughs> helped it be less of a stressful road <laughs> to get here? Um, I think I would tell myself to relax. <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost, relax, right? Like stress and worry and anxiety is not advancing your cause. Um, and it's not helping you, right? Like get anywhere. Yeah. Um, so definitely to just calm down. Uh, <laughs> I would love to go tell my younger self to calm down. Um, I would also say, don't question the process, right? Like, Every, I almost had a show, but it didn't work out. Every, I thought this was the right relationship, but turns yeah. out not. Every, like all of those things are happening as a part of the journey. Mm. And like, it's hard to see that when you're in it because you want the thing to be the thing. Um, but when you get there and you look back at those moments, you're like, oh, I see why that happened. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get why I, you know, I mean, I remember in New York a lot being in my career and just being like, I don't think this is the the big thing. You know, this is cool. I have a great career, but like, this isn't the big thing. And, you know, it's been so full circle coming back around now. And it's like, I'm being interviewed by my peers from the media side of the business. And when I was on set, you know, I knew set protocols from the reality show that I produced that, you know, I didn't enjoy that experience at the time, but yeah. now I know all of this set stuff because of that, you know, yeah. I understand like, right. Like I know how to edit my show and put my show together from my wow. age one and BET when I was first starting out of college. And that's how I know, you know, video editing at an extra, you know, at a, at a high level. So just like, being cool with like the getting there, you know, getting there is your life. When yeah. You, you know, your life doesn't start when you get there. Getting there is the stuff. <laughs> Try to enjoy the getting there because, you know, this has been a 10 year journey for me. You know, it would be pretty crappy to be like, wow, that last 10 years was nothing until today. Yeah. You know, all of those moments are the moments. Those, that is your life. You're in your life every day right? You are in the life that you want to have every day that you're living. The goal is a goal, but the life that you're living is happening right now. Right. And right now, you know, and don't make this like, oh, one day I'm going to get that thing prevent you from living and loving the life that you're in, you know, on your way to it. Yeah. Okay. You guys, please take this advice. I'm, I'm, t I'm absorbing it while I'm talking to Lee because I need to be telling myself this. Um, and I, I think that it's just so beautiful to be able to see um, when people who you love or the people, even completely strangers, when you get to see women of color who are um, experience all of the challenges, you know, people telling them no, or they can't, or maybe not even believing. And then you actually accomplish it. And it's like, nope, I didn't let anything stop me. That is world domination. Like that is you running the world. So I, I, she has to, you know, she has to go. She has a million things to do. I have to close the show with the naked truth. So you just get to answer one question. Don't worry. It's not gonna be crazy. <laughs> I know, I know uh, your man may listen to this afterwards. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you something, something light, but you get to body swap with anyone for the day. Okay. Just, you get to 
live their life for just one day? Who are you body swapping with? Who are you escaping from self and body swapping with them and living their life for one day? Oh my God, that is so hard. Oh, you're killing me. Um, body swapping for the day. Mm-hmm. You're living their life for just one day. I would say Toni Morrison. Oh, wow. Okay. Elaborate why. I just want to know what is in her head. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the intel. <laughs> I just want to know what she knows and to understand. I love um, older people. Like I love the minds of older people. Mm. Of experience. And I mean, besides being, you know, one of the most brilliant literary minds and most talented writers of, a, you know, yeah. And um, I'm fascinated with the other people that she's met, mm. that she's been able to acquire wisdom from. And so I would just love to like sit in a day of like the, of her knowledge. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and, and then get back to your real life. That's popping. <laughs> some wisdom and some insight <laughs> with additional additional wisdom. I love it. Okay, Lisa, you're going to have to let everybody know where can they find you? Um if they want to look you up, if they want to get a hold of you, if they have questions, if they want to find you on social, give us all of the ways to contact you um for anyone who wants to inquire more about you. Um I am only on Instagram. <laughs> um my social handle is leadav l e i g h d a v across everything. Um, but I am mostly just on Insta. So find me on Instagram at Lee Dav, um, and I'm there and you can DM me and I'm around. I'm and she may try to get back to you. <laughs> uh, she may, you guys. Okay. I had to, I had to, I had to text her, call her, DM her, um, <laughs> to make it happen. So, um, be please everybody support her show that's coming out, run the world on Sunday. Like I said, I will be recording it. I'll be um, probably live tweeting about it. I'm about to be all over this show because I'm excited to see this. We need this kind of content right now. You guys know you can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMati. Go to thespicylife.com, click and subscribe, um, download this episode and share it with a friend. And there you guys have it. You have just been spiced. The Spicy Life.